Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Peak A-League podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Lynch, and we're back for a second season of the Peak A-League podcast. We've been renewed by the, the higher-ups at the Peak A-League production somehow, uh, giving me another gig, so very appreciative of it. And uh, look, it's going to be a big season of podcast uh, here. We, I really enjoyed last season, and I was happy to have such a steady uh, you know, flow of listeners throughout the whole season, some people really enjoying it and uh and and yeah it was it was awesome uh, it got hard towards the end of the season things were getting a bit repetitive and whatnot but definitely kept me interested in the league and I hope it did the same uh for some of you but we're back a bit different this season last season I was really just getting my feet on the ground in terms of podcasting and that's why the episodes were all by myself I sort of started with the intention of getting guests and then I was just getting in the groove of doing it by myself and um but yeah we will have some guests on this season um, my decision to do that, but also a certain journalist has been apparently saying it's a bit sad that I'm doing it by myself. Um, so we'll, we'll get some guests on for it. I'm not going to tell, you know, not going to name names and out anybody, but he does share a last name with me. Anyway, <laughs> it's not worth my time really. So we'll move on from that. But in terms of guests as well, next week, I can reveal now exclusively that Danny Townsend will join us on the podcast to be, to answer some questions, to look at round one. Uh, can't wait for that. So you know, it's it. for my first guest on the podcast, I wanted to start pretty small, you know, humble, get just the just the APL CEO on. No big deal, guys. No big deal at all. But uh, yeah, it'll be really good to have him on. Um, he's a, a very hardworking man who does a lot for the APL behind the scenes and whatnot. So I can't wait to talk to him a bit more about all that stuff. If you've got any questions you, you really want him to answer, I've already got a few that I want to ask him. But if you've got some more, reply to the tweet promoting this this episode and, and I'll make sure to get all the questions into him. Uh, in terms of other guests for this season, I'm really hoping to go big. For me, I love Archie Thompson. I'm going to be working hard on getting that to happen um, because I think what I really want to do this season is speak to some people who have been involved with some of those peak A-League or just the best A-League moments, you know, like actually good ones, not shit peak ones. Like, uh, And Archie Thompson's been involved with a lot of the best moments in the, the history of the A-League. So um, that would be unreal. Uh, but yeah, I'll be... He's sticking the feelers out at a few people over the next few weeks, trying to get some big names on. But there'll still be some episodes where it's just me and, you know, we're in a bit of a lull, round eight or something like the A-League's just kicking along. It'll just be me talking about the games. But we'll have those big feature episodes as well. And, uh, yeah, really excited for next week. Anyway, I've been rambling a bit as I tend to do. But today's episode, well, where we last left off, actually, it was before the grand final. I never got back to reporting on how I went grand final day. Um, got a bit sick after the grand final, I think, and then just sort of never got around to it. Uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about that now, and then after that, I'm going to get into my predictions for the season, some big calls, um, really looking at every every list and seeing how everyone's going the off-season. I think there'll be some change in the table, but some teams will, will sort of stay consistent. Um, but yeah, that is it really, is we're just now two and a bit weeks out from the season. Got to start talking about this stuff. It feels like it's come really quickly. Uh, anyway, so grand final time, Western and, and City, obviously it was 2-0 to Western, as I did predict on the kick cast, by the way, so... Pretty good analysis there, but um, yeah, Grand Final Day was unreal. Twenty-two thousand people in the stadium. It was uh, yeah, it was a fantastic night. I went to the pub pre-game with a lot of the other Western supporters, um, and then rolled into the active section, and it was just full, full of random people that I've never, you know, I go to every game, and like I've never seen these people sitting where I normally where I normally sit. Um, and we sort of had to like the bulk of us that went to the pub, you know, the regulars, plus like some more people that had that come as well, because we spooked it pretty hard in the social media to get everyone down to the pub and whatnot. But a lot of more younger people and like family stuff were in the active area. 
And um, so we sort of had to barge our way through. The stewards were good and, and made sure that everyone sort of, you know, the hundred of us or whatever had spots to stand. But um, the bay got very full and, and they were doing like the bulk of the chance. So it was, it was really good. Do I expect those sort of numbers to turn up in round one? No, but I hope that they're there in some capacity. I'd really like to see a good showing. Uh, Western have been doing a lot of work around the, uh, the local community um, in the last couple of months, bringing the trophy around, having players going to schools and stuff. They're doing everything they can to encourage people to get to the games, the most affordable memberships in the league. If you're looking for an A-League club this season, guys, and you live in Melbourne or Tasmania, you know, <laughs> jump on board because this club is is moving in the right direction. Um, not to be too biased, obviously, but yeah, I'm really, really impressed with, with how they've been doing everything in the last couple of months. But uh, the week after, I think it was the Wednesday or, yeah, I think it was the Wednesday or Thursday, um, after the grand final, they had the awards night. And I was lucky enough to get an invite with a few of the other supporters. Um, it was Jason Sarais, absolute legend, the chairman of the club, um, inviting us over for a table. Tickets were about $200 each or something. Had work that night. Had to get out with the most late, lamest, sicky excuse of all time. But I wasn't going to miss it because it was a really cool night. If we didn't win the grand final, I wouldn't be that interested, to be honest. But the players were still riding the you know the wave of the grand final when I, I, I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I went down to this place at the showgrounds. It was a pretty... Pretty nice um, awards night. Food was a bit off, to be honest, but they had some. <laughs> as soon as we walked in there, sort of like a bit of an entre- like a bit of an entrance, so foyer type thing, and um, all the players were rolling in had like a bit of a red carpet. Leo Lacroix strolls in in a Gucci tracksuit, which was interesting. Um, but you know, there was a few drinks going around, so these free drinks for the night, which was another one of the contributing factors to me wanting to be there and um yeah there was a few beers going around James Bogues and stuff like not really my choice of beer Furfies as well I think um but I, I couldn't see any of those you know like the works are coming around with trays anyway they come around with a red wine and I was like all right oh, better than nothing but no I was wrong <laughs> nothing would have been better than that red wine I had to but I could, what was I going to do like there's no tables out in that foyer area it's just a bunch of people it was really packed so I had to had to put it away quite nicely and then get onto the beer but um yeah, it was, it was a pretty nice night. Then to, after, at the end of the count, Ben Garuccio won the uh, awards night then. I'm sure you've already heard about it. It was three and a half months ago. But um, they opened up the dance floor a bit. It was very nice. The players were all getting up and about. And it was a very friendly vibe in there. Um, a couple of things happened. Like I spoke to Neil Kilkenny briefly, and he was basically told us that he was going to go back to Perth, like not even to play at the glory. Just he was pretty much almost done with football if he couldn't get an offer from Perth. And Sure enough, he's signed on. So I, I don't know what happened with that. It seemed like Diamante was in a bad way, ready to, to go as well, but he's obviously signed on. So, um, well, I think he's signed on. He's in all the kit advertisements and stuff uh, that just dropped today. But um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a cool night. It was good to hear from some of those players and stuff. Um, Prijevic wasn't there and he won the golden boot, so we managed to sneak a cheeky photo with that. It's actually my Twitter DP at the moment. Um, uh, yeah, the Prijevic... Um, sort of phoned in off from a video when he was already in Serbia. So it really looked like he was going to be leaving. That was the vibe around the place. And he's backflipped and stayed, which is awesome. But um, yeah, after that, we're ready to go home pretty much. It's probably 11 o'clock. And then the players invited a few of the lads to a little after party, which was fantastic. A little bar in, I think, Brunswick or something. I don't remember it all too well, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was more sort of the young core players there uh, with the club people and stuff. It was a really good vibe down there. Um, just a just a complete open bar and uh, things, yeah, we're getting pretty pretty crazy in there and um, it was a very good night, a great way to end the season. Um, yeah, it was it was it was really good. Anyway, we've got seven and a half minutes. Episodes gonna be longer this year, guys. I'm really pushing the time out, but let's get into this season. Um, yeah, grand final day was awesome. 
um, almost cried when we scored those goals and uh, yeah, but the, the game was great, but the after party was of, of that awards night was definitely the highlight for me. Um, getting to hold the trophy and stuff too and the medals and, and all that was just pretty awesome. Anyway, uh, let's move in to this season's A-League predictions. I'm just going to hit you with my ladder straight off the bat and I'm going to go from 12 to 1, obviously. Now, some people aren't going to like some of these predictions, but I've got backings for all of it, all right? In 12th this season, unfortunately, for the second season running, and I think they've never finished last ever in the A-League history before last season, but I predict Perth Glory to finish on the bottom yet again. 12th for Perth Glory. They've made some signings. They're definitely trying, you know, to move around and, and, and get a better list, but I just, I'm not convinced by these signings whatsoever. I, um, Mustafa Amini, I don't mind. I thought he was pretty average for Sydney, to be honest, and they're getting him in, but they're losing Brandon O'Neill, so it's kind of... That's that's kind of a net negative, in my opinion. David Williams is a good signing. Ryan Williams, you know, these guys are Aussies who have got good history, good good football pedigree, so they'll, they'll be good. Luke Ivanovic, um, not a bad one. Another guy like him and Kolakovsky, we don't know. If they're going to give them the license to start and play a lot of football, they might shine and they might be really good, but there's a lot of ifs in this scenario for me. Um, they've signed like five strikers. I, I just, I don't see this list really competing. There's still some obvious holes. They've lost some, some of their good young talent in Steins and Timmons. Um, obviously Sturridge departs, huge loss. Aspro Potomides and Calvo both made their way out. So they've lost some, some defenders there. They've lost a lot of depth in that squad. Um, so yeah, I just, I think 12th, um, Ruben Zadkovic, he's a young coach. He's being thrown in, um, the other thing for them is who knows whether they're going to even be playing their games because of the works at HBF Park. I don't even know if they'll be playing in Perth. Really, nothing's being said about it at this point. But uh, I think they'll be playing at like a you know more of like a football oval, like an AFL oval or something with a few seats. So it's not ideal um, when they're getting their first sort of border restriction free season for three years to to not be able to use the home ground is a real shame. And if they do come into some form, I'm sure the crowd will, will want to come back. So. Um, yeah, not a good look early for them, and it just there's just a lot of red flags there for me. In 11th, it's an unpopular opinion, but it's one of those ones that I kind of have every single year, and I keep getting proved wrong, and I'm just going to keep going with it until it's right, because I look at this list, and they've lost some players. Wellington Phoenix, I've got them at 11th. They were, I think, uh, sixth last year. That's right, they played Western in, in the first final. Um, they came from kind of nowhere to make the finals. They were very uncompetitive earlier in the season. Um, they've lost a couple of big players, uh, Renault Piscopo, the big one for me. I, I love him so much. So to lose him is big. Gary Hooper exits the club. Um, again, Sandoval is out. Joshua Sotiro has gone to Newcastle. Not a massive loss. Like, I feel like he's not that well-rated, but he's also been scoring most of their goals. Like, he's been quite good for them. They've got some good signings in in uh, Costa Barbarusas and Steven Ugarkovic. They've got a couple of imports who will see what they can produce. But look, I like... Ufak Tale, I like some of this squad. You know, Oli Sale's a great keeper. Barbarusis, I don't know if he's got much left to give. Ugarkovic didn't look great at the Wanderers last season. So there's some concerns for me around this squad. And I just, I don't know, I'm just not excited by it. A lot of the other squads have really improved and given reason for them to sort of jump up the table. And I think the Jets just might get sort of leaped over a little. So the, the Phoenix might get leaped over a little bit here this season. In 10th, I've got Brisbane Raw. I think they were 11th last season, so a slight improve. Um, they haven't lost much. Luke Ivanovic has gone to Perth. Corey Brown's out. Um, Les Carno's gone. He wasn't great for them last season. Um, they've signed some big players um, in Rico Danzaki has properly signed. He was really 
exciting last season. The big one, Charlie Austin, they've signed Carlo Armiento, another exciting midfielder out of the Perth glory uh, football factory. And then they've signed Joe Knowles, who's a, a former Brisbane player. And, um, oh, sorry, <laughs> he, he's um, from Oakley. Jordan, Jordan Courtney Perkins is the one who used to play at um, Brisbane. Now, Joe Knowles obviously scored against Leeds, um, had a really strong MPL campaign. So he'll be good. But, I mean, they've also signed Charlie Austin. So um, I'm excited to see him. He's had a good preseason, uh, Charlie Austin. And uh, obviously they just missed out on an, an Australia Cup final spot. So um, interesting to see how they go. I just There's just not enough there. That midfield, way too reliant on O'Shea. I, I just I struggle to see them winning enough games to make get anywhere near the finals, to be honest. In ninth... It's another club who could who could really be anywhere. Um, to be honest, it's MacArthur. Um, Dwight York <laughs> takes the reins of this club. Um, they've lost some players. Um, Tommy Urich never really got on the, on the pitch enough for them last season. Same as Apostolos, Yanu. Um, but two strikers gone. Tommy Ord never produced really for MacArthur. Adrian Mariapa, a huge loss. Obviously a Premier League defender. And uh, he was he was really good for them at times. Um, they've signed Ivan Vuitza from Western United, who hasn't played in a couple of years. Matthew Miller, a decent player. Kieran Backus returns to Australia. They've signed um, a couple of ex-Western boys, Aspro Potomatis and Jerry Skitardis. Uh, and the big one, Daniel Arzani. Who knows what they can get out of him. He scored a fair few goals on their road to the Australia Cup final, but um, tapping at a penalty the other night. So it's not like he, he... I've seen some good things from him, but he's not been at his brilliant best quite yet. Uh, for me, I don't know if I back... Dwight York, I don't really like um, the defense all that much. I don't mind the midfield. Like, they've got a lot of exciting players, Arzani, De Silva, um, and De Villa, you know, but I, I just, it's almost too much of that same sort of attacking players. Like, uh, I'm just, yeah, I, I don't think they've got enough to go with the top eight. I really do think it's a bottom four and a top eight this season in terms of the quality of clubs. Um, in eighth, and I'm really unsure about this, but I've gone with Newcastle. I think they could jump a little bit higher, but I think I'm sort of being a bit um, optimistic in, in thinking that. Um, they haven't lost heaps, in my opinion, other than Daniel Pena, obviously a massive loss, um, the assist leader. But other than that, they've lost some sort of squad players, you know, Riley Wall and Valentino Yule, Jordan O'Doherty. These guys aren't going to make or break the club. Um, Boo Miles, another one that sort of sucks to lose. Um Hopefully this season we see a lot more of Archie Goodwin, like still 17 or 18 or something, so good uh, in what we saw in his first couple of games. And then he came back a little bit um, at the end of this season and scored more goals. So he's really exciting. They've signed a lot of attackers too. Trent, Trent Pahaja, Josh Sotirio, Renault Piscopo is one of the big ones for me. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Um, they've signed a couple of Perth youngsters, Callum Timmons and Daniel Steins. Two guys at Perth who just couldn't really get off the bench enough, which was interesting because of how bad Perth were playing. You know, it was crazy that Steins was was not starting regularly. They signed Kyle Jenkinson, who was at City last season, a right back um, from Arsenal in the past. So he's not bad. I thought he was okay for City, sort of filled in that gap. And they've also signed Brandon O'Neill. So don't know if he's going to be the captain. I feel like it would probably make sense. He's a very strong leader. They've got a lot of good players here, and I really like Arthur Pappas. So I'm putting them at eighth because there's a bit of, a bit of unknown there. Um... But yeah, with Beckham Mikkeltadze up top, I, I think this team could potentially push for finals. Um, I wouldn't be overly surprised if they do, but I'm going to have them at eight. Just because the teams above them, I trust a little bit more. Um, in seventh, I've got Central Coast um, Mariners who finished fifth last season. So this will be a, a slide for them, but some other teams have improved. Um, they've lost some big players. Mark Birrigidi, who's really struggling over in Scotland, might actually apparently have his contract being ripped up 
at the moment. So don't think he'll be back here, though. Uh, they've signed Danny Vukovic, who's a very quality keeper. Um, Marco Urenia departs. Goddard departs, who was okay last season. They lose Tonyuk, although he hasn't even really been playing. And Kai Rao's a, a big loss in defense. So they've yeah, they've lost some big players there. Um, Sam Silvera returns, which is cool. Uh, um, I'm a big fan of him and didn't do much for the Jets last season. It's funny how they're just having him back in after he went to their biggest rival. But anyway, uh, they also did lose uh, Oli Bazanic, uh, which sort of came out of nowhere. Um, stopped playing and we didn't really know why. And then he signed for the, the Wanderers and we sort of re- realized why maybe he wasn't playing so much. Um, they've kept a lot of their good young players, though. Nisbet, Quoll, Farrell, um, Benny and Colo. And Kololo stays on for another year. Jason Cummings are the same. Um, so they've kept a lot of those good players. They've signed Marco Chulio um, yesterday, an international winger. Interesting to see what he can bring. Uh, they've signed Thomas Aquilina, which I like as well. Um, someone that they, the Wanderers has never really got the best out of. So they'll be very close to finals. You know, they, they've lost a little bit, gained a little bit. They, they've kept their main core um, and most of their stars, but that loss of Kai Rouse and Birigidi down in defence, I just I'm not sure if they can recover from that. Um, uh, time will tell, but I, I think they're pretty close to finals. But I've just got them sitting out in sixth, slipping a little bit. Uh, I've got Adelaide United. They've done all right keeping players. Um, they've lost a few. Obviously, Toure and Dukli are off to um, France. Uh, Yangi's off to the Wanderers. Um, Joe Coletti's gone. Jacob Tratt's at Western United. George Timotheo is at Melbourne Victory. Stefan Mork uh, is gone as well. But they've done some all right work. They've signed Harry Vandersaga, Sydney product, who's, in my opinion, pretty good. Uh, and then they've signed Ben Warland from the Jets. Uh, and they've signed Ben Halloran again. So he's sort of going in between Adelaide and Asia. There's a lot of their players, like Craig Goodwin, Ben Halloran, Stefan Mork, they're just leaving and coming back as they please. But um, it's, a, it's a quality squad, you know, with Craig Goodwin still there, with Isaiah still there. Um, that youngster Bernardo really is really exciting. Harvey Lopez, I really like. Zach Clore, I, I didn't mind last season. They've got two really good young keepers in Gauchi and Dalianov, um, who are both committing to the club again. So it's a good list, you know. Hiroshi Ibasuki signed on. Um, so they got some talent, and they should they shouldn't really have any problems making finals. In fifth, um, this is a team that I've had in my finals six for the last three years and they just burn me every year i should just swap them and, and the phoenix because i always get those two wrong i swap them around and probably get a lot closer but in fifth it's a western sydney wanderers i'm gonna get my put myself out on the line again and, and i don't mind if they hurt me they hurt me you know but i hope not um for their sake for my sake whatever anyway uh last season I, I was, as most people were, speaking about how exciting their midfield was looking. You had Dimi Petrados and James Troyes, he's like those attacking players. Steven Ugarkovic and Keanu Bacchus in midfield. Uh, and Jack Rodwell as well, looking you know really good. Like Came over from England, seemed like could be a class player. Five players that just look so exciting in midfield, they're all gone. All of them have found new homes, whether it be in the A-League, somewhere internationally, some you know, for good reason, like County Backers has gone off to St. Mirren in Scotland, playing some really good football, actually, as a regular there. They just knocked off Celtic 2-0 uh, the other day. But um, it's just a whole new midfield. So it's a reset button. You can't even really judge the Wanderers based on last season. They had Mark Robertson, um, or Carl Robertson, sorry, uh, in charge now it's Mark Rudan he's got a whole new squad um so there's no excuses for him really he's he's brought in a very good squad we kind of have to forget about all those players from last season they've lost some youngsters too which definitely hurts uh Thomas Aquilina's gone Mark Natter's gone who I personally really like Philip Cancer 
is gone as well. Johnny Katrumbus. So they've lost some big players. They lose um, their strikers as well in Tommy Hamed and Bernie Abini. It's a complete reset. Um, their goalkeeper, Mijas, Mijas is gone. Ziggy Gordon's gone. Ogawa, who didn't do much last season, is gone as well. So <laughs> it's a reset. Lawrence Thomas signs in goal. Um, in midfield, they've got Oli Bazanic, of course. Controversially, they have Milos Ninkovic, who's come over from uh, Sydney FC. They've got Brandon Borello. They've got Callum Neuenhoff from Sydney as well. Um, they've signed some uh, interesting players from overseas. Yeni, I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> he signed as well. Uh, and one of the ones that I really like for the Wanderers is that Marcelo, uh, Brazilian centre-back. He's 35 years of age, but... I think we've seen, you know, six foot three, he's got a very good history and, and football resume. We've seen what these big defenders can do. Look at Leo LaCroix last season for Western. Look at Roderick Miranda for victory last season. Um, and even, you know, historically looking back, there's been a lot of big centre-backs that have come in and, and done really well. Because um, I think when you look at Australian centre-backs and think big physical ones in the A-League, we don't really have any. Like, um, Kyle Rouse is gone. He was a big boy. He's out. We've got Curtis Good, who's fairly big, and he's a, a, one of the best in the league, probably the, the best Aussie centre-back in the league thereabouts. Um, Matthias Baranovic, not really had his best anymore for victory, in my opinion. And then you've got um, Shuzhna from MacArthur, who I really like. But that's it. So sort of the, the cheat code to having a strong, solid defence is go and use your international spots. Look at Western United. They brought in LaCroix and Imai, and those are the, 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 the two starting centre-backs, very rock-solid for Western. So... Um, that's a great signing. I think that could end up being their best, to be honest. Um, paired with Lawrence Thomas, who we know how good he is in goal uh, in the A-League. Uh, Brandon Brello, the other one, obviously one of those guys that left Australia very early after showing a bit of promise. He's back. Can he get his career back on track? Let's hope so. Um, but yeah, for me, I think there's no reason, if you forget that this is the Wanderers and it's like a cursed football club, if you look at this playing list, they should be contending for finals, no problems. I'm um, excited to see what Cassini Yangi can do hopefully a bit more starting opportunities. Um, you know, he's been behind Tommy Juric and then behind Ibasuki. So he, he got a fair bit of football last season at Adelaide, but um, yeah, I think this is a, I think this suits him. You know, he's from Adelaide. He's had his chance to live out his boyhood dream and now he can move on to a different club um, who I'm really hoping and, and thinking will have a better fan base at the game this season. I think we should look to have 10,000 back in the stands. No excuses in terms of when the games are on. There's no confusion. There's no delays or um, postponements um, <clears throat> touch wood. But, uh, yeah, I, this is a list that should be making finals. I've got them in fifth. Rudin's a good coach, um, and we'll see where he can take them. In fourth, sliding a little bit, it's Western United coming off maybe a premiership or championship hangover a little bit. Now, uh, they were very good last season, ended up finishing third, though. They really sort of fell away a bit in the back end of the season. They were in, you know, the box seat to win the Premier's plate. Remember, they had those like two games in hand on City, and if they got the points, it would have put them ahead. But then once they got to those games in hand, they kind of just took the foot off the pedal a bit. I don't know. They had a few players out with injury, just started to struggle to score because they didn't have problem problems with um, their defence all season. Then once it was you know conceding two or three goals a game, they didn't have the attacking power to, to back it up. So I don't know. I, um, obviously, final series sort of papers over those cracks because they were so good in the finals and got back to that great football can they do it again for a whole 26 games? I don't know. Um, I think the quality of the squad's too good to fall out um, too far. They've they've lost 
Rene Crean, who didn't play much last season anyway. They've lost Jerry Skitardis, who was a bit of a squad player, but ended up being quite heavily involved in the finals due to Rene Crean's injuries and Lustig had an injury late. Uh, and they've also let go of Ivan Vuitza, who didn't play at all last season. Uh, he's gone to MacArthur, I think it was. Um, but they've signed James Troisi uh, and Jacob Tratt, two A-League players. So Troisi comes, obviously, from the Wanderers. A very talented player. Hasn't been at his best in the last few years, but still got the, the potential... Um, and, and probably going to be a backup for Diamante uh, if he gets injured or needs a rest, which is likely at his age. Jacob Tratt, solid defender from Adelaide. For me, sits behind, obviously, LaCroix and Imai and Topo Stanley. I think he's fourth choice. It's good to have because last season, then when they were out um, with, you know, if two of those guys are out, they were leaning on uh, Benjamin Collins, uh, an academy player from the MPL, to come and play. So I think Jacob Tratt would be good to fill that hole in the depth, but... Um, wouldn't imagine he'll be starting too many games as, as long as everything's going to play in terms of injuries. And the big signing is Tongo Dumbia. So a holding midfielder, a defensive midfielder, um, decent little footballing resume, uh, definitely fills that hole of Rene Crin and allows Kilkenny, allows Lustica to play forward a bit more. Obviously, those guys are both very hard um, box-to-box or two-way runners, two-way midfielders. So they'll definitely be supporting Dumbia, but they'll have a bit more freedom to get up the ground a bit more um, this season as well. So fourth for me, um, obviously my side, but I, I don't think it's biased to have them in the top four. Um, it's a good list, but I think um, the, the three above them uh, have just improved a bit more or I just trust a bit more. Um, so yeah, that's why I've got them in fourth, but still definitely a contender for the championship of some sorts. In third, um, didn't want to put them any higher than this because I'm just still a little bit iffy on it all, but Sydney FC, they've um, had a bad season last year and they've cleaned out. Uh, big time. Bobo's gone. Costa Barbarusis is gone. Narsing was here for a, a month. It felt like he's gone. Amini's gone. Um, Trent Bahaj is out. They've lost a lot of those young guys. Van der Sarg, Talbot, McGing, um, Newhamhoff as well. And the big one, Ninkovic is gone, um, which is a sad loss, but at his age, it's not the end of the world. Um, they were hoping to land Pena probably as a bit of a replacement. It didn't happen. So now there's a bit of pressure on that squad. But um, Ben Walland departs as well. And Alvis Cam Soba is finally out of the A-League, one of the big peak A-League players that we've seen in the last few years. But they brought in some good players. Um, I don't know if they've signed enough. You know, like they made some big signings at the start. So it feels like they, you know, like it was ages ago now. You kind of forget about it. But they did sign Diego Caballo, a left back to replace Joel King. Um, after he left last season, they were playing sort of Talbot there, who's a, a right back, and that was it's getting a bit messy. So they've signed a nice Spanish left back who's got potential to really be a strong A-League player, and that's a good signing. Robert Mack and Joe Lolly and Jack Rodwell. A bit of Brexit means Brexit about this squad. They joined, um, uh, Ale- oh, sorry, <laughs> they joined Adam Lafondra um, at that squad. So uh, look, it'll, it's a it's a nice squad. Um, Rodwell's an interesting one. He signed, obviously, before Ninkovic signed for the Wanderers. So it was like, oh, that's a big deal. And then all of a sudden, Ninkovic went. It was even crazier. Um, can't wait for the Sydney Derby when, when those two face off. It's at Allianz Arena and Ninkovic. I'm just interested to know what sort of reception he's going to get. Are the fans mad at him or are they mad at the club? I think it's a bit of both. But uh, I imagine there'll be some of the crowd booing him, some of them not. He's done a lot for that club. He was there for seven years, won three championships with them. Um, but you'll probably cop a bit of booing. Uh, but yeah, this Sydney side looks really good on paper. They've they've held on to a lot of their good players. Um, Wilkinson's going around again. James Donerkey was okay last season. They get Bratton back, which is like a new signing in itself after his ACL. Can he recover and play good football? You'd hope so. He's exactly what they were missing last season, that number six defensive midfield type player. Andrew Redmayne, after his World Cup heroics, is sticking around. Uh, and Ryan Grant as well, another soccer So a very strong squad. 
um, with a good coach in Steve Corica and, and um, yeah, the first time we've really seen them clean out like this in a long time. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go, but I've got them third because I just, I just trust Sydney. Anyway, in second, falling slightly, it's Melbourne City. Uh, they've lost a little bit, not much really. Um, Pucarelli goes, didn't play a whole lot. Roston Griffith is out. Um, Jenkinson's gone to the Jets. Kolakovsky's gone to Perth. That one will hurt a little bit, but not really going to um, like hurt the fans probably because he's a fan favourite, but not going to mess too much with the squad. Um, they've signed that Valon Barisha in midfield, um, Richard Van Der Ven, Thomas Lamb. Um, you know, I don't see any of these guys really breaking into being stars. Like sort of the, but we don't know when they sign players like this. Like I've never watched any of these guys. But I just, I don't know, based off what they've what I've seen, I think they'll be okay. But City's so strong. You know, Tilio, Leckie, Naboot, uh, McLaren up top, so good. Um, Glover, hopefully he can get back to form this season uh, a bit more because he let them down a bit last season. They've got a strong defense. Um, they've got a strong midfield, a strong attack. They'll have no problems again. They'll be if no lower than fourth, you know, potentially first. That's sort of their, their area. They're a very good side. Melbourne victory on top, taking out the Premier's plate. They almost stole it last season after City and Western were really you know, falling late. Uh, victory had an unreal run of, I think, like 15 unbeaten games at the end of the season, but wasn't enough. I think they'll go one better this season and do it. They let go of Robbie Cruz. They let go of Brennan Hamill. Uh, he's gone somewhere international, hasn't he? Uh, Marjota goes. Didn't really get much of a chance. Kalava's out. Davidson goes to Belgium, which is a big loss. And Rojas is off to Chile. Uh, another big loss for them, but they've... Recovered quite well uh, in, in those departments. Paul Izzo signs to replace Kalava. Much better goalkeeper. We know how good he can be. Um, worked with Popovich, as did Kalava back in Greece. So not surprised that he joins. Um, Nani, the big, big, big signing. Um, more than a, a capable uh, Rojas replacement. A very good signing. Um, can't wait to see what he can do. Scored a very nice goal in a friendly last week. Just excited. One of the, one of the best players we've had in the A-League. Um in a long time. Del Piero, obviously better. Um, Nani's 35 at the moment. He's coming from the Serie A. So, excited to see what he can bring. Hopefully, I just want to see a big marquee player play out this season, you know. Um, and the other big signing, Tommy Urich. Uh, he'll be coming off the bench maybe a bit. It's hard because Tommy Urich is good, but um, D'Agostino scored 10 last season. He's playing good football. I want to see him starting, to be honest, more. Um, interested to see what's going to happen with... Economides, uh, he was obviously forced out a bit of the side last season because of Falami. So now you've got Nani, Falami, Economides. Which one's going to be on the bench a bit more? I mean, they're paying Economides so much. You'd think they'd want to be playing him a bit more, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, this squad just fills me with a lot of fear and uh, a lot of hope for victory fans. Uh, they've kept most of the, the good players as well. Ray Marchand, Roderick Miranda, uh, Broxham's going around again. Gary Estes, Baranovic, who, like I said, did, don't think he got his best last season, but... um. Uh, yeah, he was very good. Brimmer stays again. So they'll be on top. They're going to be very, very hard to beat at a packed out Amy Park every single week. And I can't wait for that big blue in round one in Sydney. It's going to be unreal. Now, awards. Uh, start with Golden Boot. I think Charlie Austin, although he's going to be in a 10th place Brisbane side, according to my predictions, I, I just think he's got the quality um, to score goals. He's done it for so long in so many different clubs in, in England and uh, he's, he's not that old. He's looked pretty good in preseason. Um, I think he'll definitely challenge Jamie McLaren. Um, and uh, I think I think he's capable of 25 goals. I really do. I think he's probably the best striker we've seen in a long time in the A-League. 
Young Player of the Year award, giving it to Marco Tilio. Um, Garan Quall, unfortunately, fortunately maybe, won't probably be sticking around long enough with rumours that he's out in January. Newcastle want him. Apparently Barca and Chelsea want him. Um, probably would prefer Newcastle because I think um, that academy is maybe a bit more of a chance of playing some, some more football and getting a spot in the Premier League a bit closer in or heard he might be loaned out, just whatever it is. I wanted him to be playing football. Like how Alu Quall's over at playing in Stuttgart's second side, you know, at least he's playing football. Um, he got on the bench uh, a couple of weeks ago. He didn't actually get onto the pitch, unfortunately. But pretty cool that he's, he's that close. Obviously doing some very impressive things. And Garan Quall looks better than him. So hopefully round one in the F3 derby, he's starting. Because he's played nine games, scored four goals and got an assist. Still yet to start an A-League game. And Newcastle United are after him. After him. So um, yeah, obviously a very special talent. But I think Tilio is just going to be here for the whole season and um, should uh, get the award, but I hope that he's out after the season. I want Tilio to leave and go really make something of himself. He signed that three-year deal to with City, which kind of annoyed me, but I think that means City's just going to get a fee when he leaves. Um, player of the year, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you right now because I just, it's hard. Um, but I, my, to be honest, my pick, and it goes a little bit against my prediction. Like I said, I think they could make finals. I think Renault Piscopo has got what it takes. Brimmer. Last season, won the Johnny Warren. Sort of similar players, you know, attacking midfielders with a bit of class. I love Piscopo, and I reckon he's going to be feeding it to Mikkel Tade. should be getting bulk assists this this year. Pena had 10 or 11 last season. Um, I think Piscopo's got what it takes. It's a bit of a smoky call, but uh, for me, that, that's my call. Anyway, um, just about wraps things up. We've gone 33 minutes here. Uh, my peak of the week, if you're listening this late in, I appreciate you, but my peak of the week is uh, Milos Ninkovic and his comments after the friendly on the weekend was pictured in an RBB or an RBTV jacket. I'm not sure, but it's got one of those logos. Um, and apparently in an, uh, an interview with Adam Peacock, well, not apparently, it's on Code Sports. I just haven't paid for it, so I don't know. But he said in his few weeks or months at Western Sydney, he feels more respect than what he got in his seven years at Sydney FC. That has got to hurt for a Sydney FC fan or a Sydney FC person because sure, all well and good, you go, oh, he's gone for the money, you know, blah, 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 just chasing the bag. But now he's gone and said that he literally prefers the club. Like, it's it's a hard one. It's definitely a peak A-League for Sydney. Um, yeah, it'd be hard losing a legend like that. Like, there's not many other examples of an international player. I don't if there's any really staying that long. Like in terms of players staying that long at a club, Lee Broxton's been a victory a long time. It'd sort of be like him going to City, I suppose. Um, I think if McLaren left a victory, it would have that same sort of hurt for for uh, City fans. He won three Golden Boots with them, you know, and one actually hasn't won an A League with them, but gotten pretty close. And um, yeah, I think Ninkovic is Sydney's best ever player, like overall in terms of what he's done for Sydney. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really going to hurt to see him um, in red and black this season, I think. But I can't wait to see it. Um, will they throw things at him? I don't know. I, I kind of wouldn't mind to see that. Um, but, yeah, that is all, guys. I really enjoyed being back uh, in front of the mic for this one. Um, hope things sound a little bit better than usual. I'm actually at my uni today in a little podcast suite that they've got. So I just realized that you can rent these out. So after class today, I've just headed in. But, um 
yeah, won't be here every week because uni ends in about a month. But really excited. Remember, get your questions in about Danny, uh, Danny for Danny Townsend. Uh, just going way too long for my liking. But get your questions in for Danny Townsend next week. I'll be sure to ask them. I'm really keen to ask him about uh, the upcoming season and sort of I'm keen to ask about Paramount if we're going to get a pause and rewind and play button. So Danny, if you're listening. Better have that ready for me. But uh, yeah, super excited for the season ahead. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hope you're all very pumped for the A-League this season. Um, It's been a pleasure. So anyway, I'll see you guys next week with the CEO of the APL.